And he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthly language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetic. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 17, Episode 16, The Return of Doom. Tonight's episode was recorded via Skype and features your hosts, Kevin Goswan and Mike Lunsford, plus special guest, Dune McKay. Topics include X-Men Apocalypse, The Flash, Season 3, Orange is the New Black, and everything geek pop culture. Now, here's Kevin with episode 16. For everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online, baby. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 17, Episode 16. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Mike Lunsford. Good evening, everybody. And uh, with us today, we're going to have some special special guests coming on in a little bit. Uh, both of them, people that you are looking forward to seeing, but we'll, we'll keep that uh, a secret for now, unless, of course, it's just in the title of this episode, in which case, haha. In any case, uh, we're, we're going to talk about, uh, hey, guess what, Mike? We're going to talk about everything geek pop culture, because you know what? This is Comics Online. Bitches. You know, I just got off the phone with uh, John St. John, Mike. And, uh, you did? I did. Um, and I can't tell what, you. What did we, he we do? We can't tell the fans the the real meat of what what's going on. But he and I, along with some other people, are going to be planning a wonderful thing coming up in the uh, not near future. But it's going to be amazing, um, and it will blow your mind. But here's the other thing. Uh, the other th- the thing that uh, that matters to you, the listener, is that in two weeks, Michael, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks from today. Two weeks. Uh, John St. John will from be today. back on the show. Oh man, I'm excited. Two weeks from today, he he gave us he gave us a date, and I said, "Well, you know, Thursday's our best day." Uh, by the way, listeners, we're recording yeah. this Thursday, uh, June fifteenth, twenty seventeen, uh, at nine thirty six p.m. on a uh, uh, you know Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, for those keeping score. Oh, and for those keeping score, uh, I am. Uh, if you want to know what the inside of my mouth tastes like, and I know you do, ladies, <laughs> and and if you select gentlemen, um, uh, <laughs> I am drinking uh, a 2013 uh, Tanat Tanat uh, T A N N A T. It is a uh, a varietal of wine from uh that i got from joseph swan vineyards when i was there with uh with dan and jenny uh i calling him dan now like she does it's an irritation of mine anyway he goes by his middle name sometimes i fucking normally aside from just now bizarrely call him don because that's how he was introduced to me um but anyway i went wait so he's he's don and dan yeah isn't that stupid 
Um, it's it's one of those irritating it's really things. Really stupid, yeah. Yeah, just like why? why? <laughs> it, it, yeah, his wife calls him Dan, and I'm like, why do you call him Dan? Uh, that would be like if my if my middle name was Ike, like Mike and Ike. Like that's dumb. Why would you do that? I don't know. Anyway, um, I so we so uh, uh, Sarah and I went with uh, with them up to uh, Napa in uh, in yep. November. Um, and we had a wonderful time. Went to, among other places, Joseph Swan Vineyards um, in Forestville, California. Uh, shout out to Michelle Varner and maybe Jason too. Okay, fine. Um, but uh, we uh, we went up there and, and went to, I would say, what four vineyards and just had a great time. And then we went to, uh, you know, we also visited uh, Sarah's family and we visited my son. And and his girlfriend and and had a great time back in uh, in Northern California trip in in November and I definitely want to do that again some you know whenever whenever possible. I still have yet to make the West Coast trip. I have not been to California Dude. with the exception of a brief stint in uh, at LAX and that was for like a layover. <laughs> That's, that barely counts. You're like, well, I breathed the air. That's as far as I can go. Um, yeah, pretty much. But anyway, yeah. So this uh, Tanat is a uh, some some red varietal, and it's um, oh, what does it taste like? It tastes like a um, um, it's it's not far from a Pinot, but people who are Pinot snobs will just be like, "Bullshit! That's this is fucking crap." You know, this is the trash that comes out with the second pressing or something like that. You know, some people like that. <laughs> but uh, but it's good. It's It tastes dirty. Um, Ooh. It's, uh, it's kind of spicy and earthy and aromatic, and uh, I like it. It's nice. Um, it's not something for, for an everyday wine, I would say, but... Um, I had uh, some leftover ribs. I just went and threw them back out on the grill and warmed them up. Um, and uh, it was perfect with some pork ribs. So, word, da da. I, making, Mike, I am enjoying. Uh, I am enjoying lining kugels uh, grapefruit shandy this evening because um, I, I told my, my wife today as we were doing our grocery shopping. I was like, we need beer, and she was like, well. What do you mean? I was like, we just, we do. We don't have any. We need some. I'm not a big drinker in general, just by nature. It's just not my thing. But um, I, I needed beer. Like, it's just one of, yeah. sometimes you need one. And this this was the time. And I'm very glad that she grabbed this for me. Because um, when we were in Disney World back in uh, November, they what had a, beer? a beer called Schoferhofer, which you can get at Wegmans. Okay. Yeah. And that, that grapefruit shit is delicious like it is yeah like slap your mama in the face delicious like it, it was in, in, extraordinary this, this is not as good but it ain't bad and i'm perfectly content to drink this and enjoy myself very much i shall have to pick up some chauffeur hofer and see if see if they've got it at total total wine up the street from me or, or maybe next time i make it down to yep. wegman's um but um Anyway, so uh, what the hell else was? Yeah, so uh, we got a lot coming up um, tomorrow. We do tomorrow, Mike. We've it's got awesome con. We've got awesome con. And frankly, Mike, I was I, I was thinking that I was not going to go. 
Um, I've I've had a very Me frustrating too. time um, dealing with uh, their press folks. Like, you know, last year they didn't respond, and instead we just bought a a, a table. Um, and yeah. I decided, you know, that just you know the the ROI for buying a table for us. I mean, for other people it was fine. Um, you know, if you're selling a bunch of stuff, yeah. I just had some some leftover t-shirts from prior years and you know once those were sold then well okay the, yep. you know i sold some comics i sold some copies of, issue, yeah, of ethan stone which is kind of cool which basically just like was enough to like pay for dinner for us which is kind of nice so. <laughs> did, I, did i tell you hey, that i finally read com- ethan stone <laughs> all the way through you did yeah was it good what'd you think what'd you think what'd you think what'd you think should i say on the air i mean I'll, let me put it to you this way i like your writing Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> I... So for those of you not for those of you not in the know, uh, I am the writer of a comic book. It's called Ethan Stone PI. If any of you are interested in getting a copy, it's almost impossible. Um, but what you can do <laughs> is you can message us at uh, podcast at comicsonline.com. Uh, if you're interested, I will gladly send you a digital copy, um, and I might be able to wrestle up a, a, uh, a physical copy, and I'll mail it to you. Um, at this point, like I'm not even asked for money because the wow. damn thing is so far behind. Um, I was like, frustrated, Mike, in, in, a few, in a few parts where I, I was frustrated with the art. And I was like, "This man is cl- is a is a properly classically trained artist. Why is he making this th- this thing? And, and I don't. I'm not going to call out any specific thing. But why is he making this thing that I view as a mistake? You know. And maybe I'm full of shit. You know. Granted. You know. Yeah. I mean, yes, I do own Possibly. like twenty thousand comics, but you yeah. know, it, you know, is it my place to say, hey, you know, this this was a bad decision on your part? Um, well, probably not because I I am literally you know I'm not an artist. Uh, I'm certainly not a professional yeah. artist anyway. We'll take this into consideration. Okay, this would be um my artist Ben Shaw. Um, he's been, he's been one of my best friends since high school. Um, which I love Ben Shaw. Don't, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Ben yeah. Shaw. Yeah, yeah, he's a good he's a good he's good people. But this is our first attempt at a comic book. This is the first time I've ever written one. This is the first time he's ever drawn one. So if there are errors, if there are things that you don't like, please let us know. I mean, like we, we always want to improve, but also too, as you know, Ben Shaw had the, um, the eye surgery, this book, those first two issues is pre eye surgery. Hmm. There was, th- well, okay. I'm going to bring up one thing just, just cause it's the one thing that yeah. I can really remember that really stuck out. And I was like, what is the- going on? There was a page um yeah that had a big blank area and i yeah, was okay. i was like why is this not being used what is it you know does it mean anything is there some reason and it didn't seem to and i was like it just seemed like ah eh, i was going to put something there but i didn't get around to it it's fine heavy blacks all over the page yeah yeah no i know there's a big white <laughs> area it's just he, a big he, nothing Oh, well, I mean, I'd have to look at it to see exactly what page you're talking about. But, like, um, it's, a, it's a work in pro- progress. Um, I do appreciate I Thank you for saying that you like my writing. I mean, I, I put a lot of effort into that story. Um, and I try to give the standard, like, film noir PI thing a little more life and, like, really spice it up with some, with some humor. You did. Um, and, and that's it, kind it, of what we go There's one thing that for. stuck out to me that was, that was bold 
and like like I felt like some people are gonna see this as bullshit amateurish, like winking at the audience too hard. But I was like, I love this part yeah. where it was it was some it was in some narration, um, where it was where it was like super self aware uh, narration, and it did, yeah. you know it made me laugh, and I was like, oh, that's that's clever, I like it. But I also at the same time was like, oh, there's gonna be some people who are like, oh, this is fucking bullshit, I'm out of here. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I but I loved it. I, you know, I thought it was good. You know, and you know. I, uh, you know, it's too bad that, well, that Ben's had so many challenges um, because I would have liked to have seen more issues. Yeah, he he is he is in fact cursed. Um, he carries the dark mark. Um, <laughs> he has found he has found a way to just I, I can't even talk about it anymore. Like it's just like it just makes me so frustrated. He's We're gonna try to get issue three out life. at some point. Yeah, he has, and it's it's it is what it is at this point. I can't even be mad anymore. Like I used to get mad. But, like, it's just not worth it. So um, if you liked reading my stuff, there will be more because I write for Comics Online. In fact, here's that big segue tie-in we like to do. Uh, I'm writing an article right now, Kevin. Yeah, you are. As a matter of fact. And I'm writing an article about all of the things that that I watch, all of the things that I'm I'm viewing right now. Um, And I tie it in and I I, I take a cheap shot at Matt Cernacker. But I want to state this up front that I have the utmost respect for Matt Cernacker. He is a lovely human being. He's a wonderful uh, editor. In fact, we actually go back and forth and we edit each other's work all the time. We're always messaging each other on Facebook. Hey, hey can you edit my article? Vice versa. And um, we have a really good relationship via Facebook. So it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite nice. And uh, I definitely would consider him a friend. I, just, I, I, took a, I made a joke at his expense where I said, you know, this son of a bitch gets to see movies before I do. So I'm jealous of him. So I'm going to call him a jerk. Um, but it was all in good fun. Yeah. But um, but like yeah, I was talking about uh, X Men Apocalypse because I just watched this recently. Because it finally and... came on Netflix. Is that what you're going to tell me? No, actually, I um, I found another way to to watch it um online on my computer. Um, perhaps I paid for it. Perhaps I didn't. I will say let's just say one way you're, or the other. You're, you're, you streamed it using a streaming service, Mike. That's all you have to say. There you go. Okay. Yes, I did stream it using a, a service um, where I streamed things. But I <laughs> the the movie the movie got a lot of of, of flack. Um, a lot. Like if you look at like the Rotten Tomatoes reviews on it, I want to say Rotten Tomatoes. Like the reviewers gave it like forty percent. Man, they just trashed it. How many? And it like I want to say like Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a forty percent. Like saying that it sucked. Like you know anything oh. above fifty, obviously better than they liked it more than they hated it. But it got it got pampy hard, and I didn't really find this. Like I, I thought this was unfounded. Um, the movie had a lot going on, but what X Men movie doesn't? And I, I'm and actually this is going to be a good tie in too because I'm going to talk about some Netflix stuff that I've watched too. I really think that the best solution for for the X Men going forward would be if they stopped doing movies and they started doing a Netflix series a la Daredevil, because then you can tell more stories for uh, these this thousands of x-men that have existed that people bitch about all the time why isn't jubilee being told why are we not getting more rogue where is colossus in this movie why are we not seeing this person like you can't fit all of that into a movie so you do a series and it just gives you that much more flexibility um i mean and honestly like you put it in the hands of netflix netflix has been doing great shit so just my opinion but i digress um i I thought that the movie suffered from 
you can't develop the characters they need to be they need to be developed in that two and a half hour time frame. You can't develop Gene Grey. She's a complex character. Same thing with Cyclops. You can't develop him. You don't have to develop Professor X because we already know him. Same thing with Magneto. But you've also had three movies with this particular Magneto and Professor X. So they've had plenty of time. Um, the, you know what my biggest pet peeves were, though? And this just shows how much of a nerd I am. is how they handled Cyclops' powers and Psylocke's powers. Because Cyclops, the optic blast... Cyclops has, has always been my favorite X-Men. And first off... They, they treated him like a uh, like a preppy, like popped collar douchebag in this movie. Like he was he was like the he was like the bad guy in a John Hughes movie in the eighties. <laughs> like that was the role that they gave him, and that kind of irked me. But it, it's fine if they're going somewhere with this. But you know what irked me the most? What was that? His optic blasts were catching things on fire, and his optic blasts don't do that. They're, right. they're, yeah, they're not supposed lasers. to be con- concu- it's a concussive yeah yeah it's a it's a force blast not a not a laser yeah it is and that 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 bothered me a little bit but then also too when we saw psylocke use her psychic knife for the first time and the damn thing was like a lightsaber and it took up like half the screen i was like it's a knife it's it's not a sword and why is it going all the way across the screen and wait a minute, did you just have it cut a car in half? Wait, that's not how this thing works. She uses it to like tether herself into a building and like slide down of it at one point. It's not, it doesn't have a physical manifestation. It's an actual, it's her psychic energy that she uses to, it's like a focal point for her powers. And that bothered me. And yeah. granted, you can explain that one away because like Apocalypse, when he touches them or gives them his super special Apocalypse DNA and like makes him extra special. Oh, she I got, don't know. She got Maybe juiced, that's why. Juiced up. From Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I, Maybe all right, that's I can, the reason I, why. I can buy that. And, you know, if that were yeah. the case for Cyclops as well, then I could I could understand him setting things on fire, but that was not the case with Cyclops. Nope, it was not. And the overall, I enjoyed the movie. It was fun. And what I liked about it was it made me feel like that kid who would rush home from school in the early nineties to go watch the X-Men cartoon <laughs> that they had. Like I, I I was that kid and oh my, I remember the episodes so cute and young. Thanks. Um, I remember when the apocalypse episodes would come on, I was always excited just because I thought he was a cool character. Now granted, yeah, his powers are nebulous. They don't really make sense. They just, just kind of like, um, retcon them whenever they feel like it. <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of just a uh, MacGuffin whenever they need to solve something. But like, he always had this like way about him. He was, he was above the X-Men. Like he was not, he could even be bothered with them because he had these grand things that he had to do. And he had this voice, this like, this like, this, I don't know how to describe it. Basically it was, it's like an auto-tuned voice basically. And when Oscar Isaacs in the movie, like at first he talks, and he just talks like a regular person. Right. And then yeah. all of a sudden there would be these moments of like when he was like giving his like monologues and shit where his voice would go into that like auto tune mode. And I would just get so excited. I would be like, Oh, he sounds like apocalypse. This is so cool. <laughs> and I would get so excited about it. And I just, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that. Like in order for him to imbue somebody with his awesome apocalypse powers, all you had to do is touch him. It wasn't like, in the comic books where he had to like, you know, go take him to like a surgical ward and then like wait the wait outside while the doctor performed the surgery and then like was reading a magazine and then like the doctor comes out and tells him, you know, Apocalypse, hey, we've created your angel of death. Here you go. Um, he just touches him and that was it. 
And they actually explained his powers in this one, too. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, I just take other mutants' powers and steal them and add them to my own. Like, he was, like, basically like the Borg uh, from Star Trek, only he was a mutant. And, again, I mean, I thought the movie was good. I thought if they keep doing stuff like this, I'll be okay with it. But, honestly, drop the movie shit, man. Like, I understand that movies probably make a lot more money, but you could make a series and people would would watch the shit out of this. Well, my answer to that, of course, Mike, is... is you know we we've got two series we've got um you know we we've got uh as far as x-men go uh we've got legion which stars oh, yeah. which which stars uh, charles xavier's uh bastard son um and we've got coming up we've got a uh kind of a new mutants uh academy x sort of um uh, sort of thing, and I forget what it, what it's called. Honestly, I was gonna look it up, but I was like, I don't even remember what it's called. Um, I want to say it's got. Uh, does it have Jubilee in it? Oh, she's actually gonna be in it. Um, I don't remember. It's got some people. It's got. Some, that's that's as big me, as I'm gonna get. Apparently. Well, let me let me let me understand this too, because and I know you're probably a fan of Jubilee because you're. Daughter's middle name is, in fact, Jubilee. Yeah. Um, but, like, what is everybody's boner with her? Because when the, before Apocalypse came out, like, everybody was like, oh, Jubilee's going to be in this movie, and she's wearing the right costume, and you're actually going to be happy with her because she's portrayed correctly. And everybody was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, and then she didn't really do shit in this movie. Yeah, she didn't but, like, do I shit. Did, I always hate... Like, most of her stuff was... I always out. hated her. Why? Well, She I was mean, annoying you... as shit... Did you read I've her never from liked the beginning? Did, did, were, were um, you... Not from not from the beginning. No, I got her again. I got her like '90s when she was just like bubblegum chewing, annoying, um, all rat. That was that was her, and it was well, like, yeah, hey, you, and wanna... that, you know, that was basically the beginning. I mean, that's where she started out. I mean, she was like in the early '90s, I believe. Yeah, I just again, I, I've never never been a big fan like she's she's okay but like every single every single x-men movie it's the same gripe that i hear every single time this movie was good but i like fill in the blank character and they didn't do them service or they weren't in this movie or they were only in there briefly so it's like it's like no matter what you do you're never going to get people to be happy because they all want to see their favorite character and like not only that too People have some really crappy favorite characters, like Gambit, for instance. Why wasn't Gambit in this movie? Because Gambit sucks. That's why. Like, yeah, he does. Like, I mean, everybody likes worst. him. Oh I don't know God. why. But then again, you're like, hey, I love Apocalypse, and I'm like, he's the worst villain ever. Oh no, Magneto's by far the best one. And like, let me just say this too with the new series, like Michael Fassbender, he is. The, the best Magneto. I understand that Sir Ian McKellen, you know, is knighted and all that shit. And he's a great actor. Um, but, like, Fassbender is, is Magneto to me. Like, I we've agree. seen I the emotional Magneto change, than, yeah. Than, uh, than McKellen. Yeah. And, like, that scene when his daughter and his wife get killed in the woods, and you just see, like, the emotional breakdown right there and then he takes that locket and just slices all of their necks with it like i was i was just in in awe i was like this dude is is like my favorite villain now like he is my my favorite villain in the movies that i've seen so far he's good 
Yeah. And like even that scene at Auschwitz where like that was never that never fucking happened in the comic books. Like Magneto was never a horseman. And that scene was incredibly moving. Like that was such an awesome scene. And with all of these movies, like I still think the best one was first class, like when they reset the whole timeline. That's my favorite one. Um, they had such a good um, they had they had such a chance to like restart and not suck. And the story was good, but their character yep. lineup was like, oh, hey, good job. You failed again, you fucktards. Yeah. Well, like, if they were going to do it, like, okay, I understand. I mean, obviously, Magneto and Xavier, that makes perfect sense. But if we're going to do first class, why are we not doing the actual first class? Why are we not doing uh, right? Cyclops, uh, Marvel Girl, or any Iceman, class. Archangel any class. Beast? Yeah, any, any... Or not Archangel, I'm sorry, Angel. Right, right, yeah. I know what you meant. Any class. Yeah, yeah. You know, give me, you know, whether yeah. it's the original five plus Xavier, or you're going to give me, you know, you're going to give me that, that giant size X-Men number one class, or you're going to give me whatever. Um, you know, you give me new X-Men uh, group of characters, or you give me any any lineup that has happened, that has actually happened, or 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 even could have happened... Within the comic uh, lifespan, and granted, you know, keep, keep keep in mind here, this is fifty some years at this point. You know, today anyway, fifty uh, some years of uh, of comics, and uh, <laughs> uh, Sarah's showing me some some new lip color that she got in. That's a bright red. That, it looks beautiful. I love your lips. I'll see your lips later. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, and and the other thing too is is like, not that I mind this at all because Jennifer Lawrence is is easy on the eye, and I mean I'm, I'm not opposed to seeing her in X Men movies. Yeah, she's good. But why make her Mystique, and why make Mystique this central character? Like, you, you know, you could have just done in First Class since you want to tell the story of Xavier and like some friend of his. Make it fucking Jean Grey. Like I'd be okay with Jennifer Lawrence being Jean Grey, wouldn't you? I'd be fine with that. But honestly, I was fine with her being uh, uh, fucking what do you call um, Mystique is Raven, well. Raven, whatever. There you yeah. go, Raven. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Um, yeah, Raven Darkholm. Yeah, I uh, I was fine with her being that. You know, and they'd already fucked the 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 timeline and the you know everything. The whole they had already fucked the universe pretty hard by that point anyway. Um, I, you know, all I want, Mike, is a a universe, a, a, a comic cinematic universe that makes sense and goes together properly without a bunch of bullshit that that could, in theory, um, you know, be that, that could, in theory, line up with the comics at some point. And you know who does that? Actual regular Marvel Studios does a. I mean, yes, there are the differences. But still, you know, stylistically, thematically, um, you know, you've got the same feel as you would at the very least. And, uh, you know, yeah. you, they got they get closer than anything else. Let me put it to you that way. Um, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I've heard the, I've heard the same complaint from from Warner Brothers with with the DC stuff that Warner Brothers and Fox are both old school Hollywood and they're not really looking at big picture with this and that's true, but then you know that kind of makes sense 
then you look at, at at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. You know, you look at you look at the the DC animated, and those motherfuckers got their shit yeah. together. You know, they they're like, let me just cherry pick yeah. the very best stories, and I'm going to tell you those in an animated form with the best voice acting, with the best direction, um, with the best subtle rewrites of the story. Generally speaking, there's only been one thing that's been glaring, like, oh my god, you've made a terrible mistake. Um, out of you know dozens of movies at this point. Um, you know, yeah. I, I personally have most of them. Uh, well, what was, what was the one issue you had then? Like the one issue, you were saying the one glaring issue. Oh God. And Bat, Batman, uh, the, when, when, uh, the Batman, uh, fucking Batgirl, um, in, uh, was it death in the family is a recent one. And, and everybody was like, what are you doing? That never happened in the comic, and it doesn't add anything into the story, and it just is fucking gratuitous fucking bullshit. Yeah, okay, all right. Because they they had made some changes, too. Like, a perfect one that they did was, um, and this is back in the day, this is early 90s, this is when the animated series was on, they, they took liberties with the character Clayface. Um, because Clayface had been in the comic books before but he was never that character he was like three different characters so what they did was is they basically just smashed them together paul dini was like eh, all these guys were lame so we're gonna make this one really cool clay face like combining all these different story arcs that we had done and that was like a stroke of genius because that those stories from that from the animated series is one of my favorite like i, I never even knew who Clayface was before that and like i fell in love with that character and that whole story, because you actually like when he's trying to make himself back to being just a regular human and Batman stops him and he was like almost done. And you're almost kind of like, Batman, why did you do that? That was kind of a dick move. Like you, you almost like you felt bad for the villain and like being a kid and seeing that there's depth to character other than just good guys are good and bad guys are bad is, is something that you don't see very often. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. While we're uh, while we're in the DC universe, yeah, you know what we have not talked about yet, Kevin. Uh, that is the season finale of season three of The Flash. Because uh, let's talk about uh, Mr. Savitar. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it yet, um, Savitar. First off, yeah, yeah, Savitar is Barry Allen. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. he is a time remnant. He's a time remnant that didn't get killed. That some somehow went evil because all of Barry's friends and family were like, no, we don't like you time remnant, which doesn't really even make sense because that's not what they would do. Yeah. The, so it's, it's, comp- yeah, it made no sense. It was, yeah. it was like, yeah, it, it didn't the, make sense. It, it was a terrible twist. It's like they, you know, they had this story and okay, they're telling the story, they're telling the story and you know, they, you know, they've got a masked villain again and masked speedster villain at, again at the end of this, this new season. And, and how is Barry supposed to stop him? Barry get faster. That's the same thing they've done the last two seasons. Oh god. Ugh. And I hate it cuz I love the Flash so much. I love Grant Gustin. Oh, I, love, I love like all of his crew. Like but like this I wanna be this on season was the first I, I do I do too. Hey, like, hey, I, hey I would... Mike, can I can I yeah. can I do a little less than humble brag here? Uh I I think Matt just, just hooked us up to to be on uh the uh, team flash not, not wait what not, how not do you a, do that not in a real television variety but to uh to, to well, obviously go, yeah to to go on their boat matt went on the boat with them a couple of years ago 
and uh, and I think he went last yeah. year too. I don't even remember. But anyway, he's he's uh, he's I, I I think talked us into their party once again. Oh man! Yeah, I'm super <laughs> West excited. West Coast I haven't I haven't been. Yeah. Just another reason for me to be jealous of Matt Sarnacker. Listen, so. you sir, just need to come out to San Diego, and you know we just get get you know you got to have uh, money for your for your food and your trip, you know as as far as your transportation. Yeah, and then you know we'll we'll get you a place to stay. Don't you know that? Okay. You know, just just come out. I'm... You'll be on our team, and you'll have a great time. Okay. All right. Well, I, we will. At some point, this will happen. But um, I already got. My, I we all already got yeah, our, so, our passes, by the way, for San Diego Comic Con 2017. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's moving forward. Um, so you guys are going to get to actually hang out with the Flash, and that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know, and normally we we go and do interviews with them, but this is like actually hang out. This is yeah. this is to you know go to their party. Yeah. We, we've been getting invited to the the NBC party for a few years, and so we get to you know, uh, have some cocktails with the, uh, the casts of, uh, you know, things like, uh, Grimm, for example, they're, they're like the, the one show that's been continually going the whole time we've been going to that, that, that party. Um, beyond that, uh, what is it? Blind spot is, is NBC. What else is NBC? Um, oh gosh. Seems like there's something that I'm missing. There, are they still doing oh. Heroes, or is Heroes oh. pretty much done? Uh, it, well, Heroes was on and off. It was one season thing. But the other, yeah. uh, the other thing was cool is I met uh, Giancarlo. Um, uh, what's his name? The uh, from uh, Los Poyos Hermanos. Um, oh, nice! I met him at the NBC party one time, and that was like that was thrilling. That was like he grabbed my shoulder and like. And just and just did a perfect fucking Gus Fring, and I was just like ah, you know, like it was it was frightening to have him to to have him grab me. Yep. But you know, it wasn't he wasn't on well, that show. Um, kind of some other shit. To kind of um, circle back to the the ending of of season three of the Flash, like when they killed Iris. In the in the second to last episode, I knew that she wasn't dead. I was like, if you're going to kill her here, then she's not dead because there's there's no way you would do that, giving us a whole other episode. And I was like, you, you've got something up your sleeve. And yeah, I just I feel like this whole series, the whole season was like not rushed, but it was like we got a top what we did in season two because season two was pretty awesome. Well, how, how are we going to do that? Well, let's do another speedster. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't like I could just picture the boardroom where they're all like, ah, that doesn't really sound like a good idea. No, no, no. But check it out. What if the speedster was Barry the whole time? And, uh-huh. he's, and he's in really and they big were just armor. Like, well, he's in like a mecha suit. That's a speedster mecha suit. Yeah. And they were all just like, maybe they were really, really tired. Or maybe they were high or something, but they are all just like, dude, this is the best idea ever because yeah. they all were so committed to this and they were so like into it. And they were so like, oh, this is such good. It's going to be, you're going to be so shocked when we get to the ending. Like half the people who watched the show had already figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly had. I was just like, yeah, this is Barry. Yeah. Um, yeah, it yeah. was, uh, it, I, it was not good. It was, this was the the worst uh season arc like you know the, the the acting is good there are some things that were better like i i definitely liked uh 
a lot of the Caitlyn Snow things better. And the thing is, I really love that actress. Yeah, she like what they're doing awesome. with her. Um, yeah. But, like, toward the end, they made her suck less. The character, that is, not the The yeah. actress is still great. Trust me. She's she's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, and and the, uh, you know, the third version of, uh, what's his name? Um, the Wells. Yeah, Wells. The, the third version yeah. of Wells, I started liking him. You know, eight, the HR version yeah, of I Wells from Earth, Earth 3, Earth 4, wherever he was from. I liked that yeah. guy. I did, too. I was sad to see him go. Um, yeah. I, I really like, um, what's his name? Um, I love what they've done with Cisco. Cisco is still like one of my favorite characters on that show. He is the best. Um, uh, you know, honestly, if we go on that that uh, yeah. that fucking boat cruise thing, I'm yeah. I'm most looking forward to uh, meeting Carlos Valdez. You know, over you know over any of these people. I mean, they're all they all seem pretty cool. Well, maybe yeah. not all of them. Some of them seem like jerks. But uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but we won't mention who. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I totally would. I, I feel like uh, Carlos would be like, "Oh, he'd be the guy to hang out with." Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would be excited to, to hang out with him as well. Um, so disappointed with that. Um, while we're continuing our disappointment um, freight train here, have you finished season five of Orange Is the New Black? Dude, I just finished it the other day. Um, I don't know how you felt about it because we. This is the first that we've discussed it, but I I was not impressed. Dude, I, I really. You and I disagree so hard on this season. So you, so all right, go ahead, go ahead and tell me your whole thing, and then I'm okay. going to go and be like, you're full of shit. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I, I liked I liked what they did. I liked what they set up. I liked where it was going, and I liked. That it was essentially like the whole season was essentially like what four days basically. Yeah. Like you, you got like almost like a twenty four vibe where like it was just this one day stretch. Like all of them were stretched out. Yeah. And there were a lot of really really great moments that I enjoyed. But first off, your main character Piper can't stand her. I'm sick of seeing her. I don't even want to see her on the show anymore. Like, I don't know what you're even talking what, about because I've hated her from season one. She's a she is the main character okay. that everyone hates. I, and if you like her, there's something wrong with you because she's a little entitled bitch. Yes. The thing is, this is like um, my wife, my wife is the one that turned me on to this uh, in the first place. And Sandy had read the book and to follow her narrative, like, I mean, technically it would have been done by like season two or season three. Oh, but true? like, it, but like yeah, the, the and it, real makes, life it makes sense. Person. And it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like following her at first makes sense. And like to a point, it's cool. You get sick of it after a while. And the show ended up growing because of the uh, the additional characters, basically. Like, like your your ancillary characters became main characters, more or less. Yeah. And that's cool. However, here's here's where I had a problem with this. One, I can't stand her. Two, I can't stay her. Can't stand um, what's her name? Um, Laura Prepon. Um, Donna Pensiati from uh, yeah, from uh, that '70s show. Yeah. yeah. Like, can't stand her character either. And. I didn't I understand that they're all hardened criminals, you know, like, ooh, they're in prison. So they're all hard. But like there were little things that got got annoying with me when they're talking about the shooting. Right. And they're claiming that the guard snapped. They make and and I can go through and find it in, in the first episode. They make every single reference to a mass shooting that they that has happened in the last like 10 to 15 years. They're like, oh, oh, well, he went uh, all um 
Newtown. Oh, oh, he went all um, Colorado Springs movie theater. Oh, he went all Virginia Tech. Like they kept doing that. And that was, in my opinion, a little insulting. I was like, you're, you're going to make light of this stuff. I understand that, you know, like you're making a joke and you're trying to make the other person laugh. But it's whoever's writing this is sitting there ticking off all of these mass shootings. Like, it's oh, like I didn't see that. On Google, I, yeah, I didn't hey, see it that way at all. Mass shootings. I, yeah. I, I saw it um, as as uh, you know. Let me let me get a you know. Let me let, let me get you know. That that's him breaking out the fucking thesaurus, and 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 not not just for language's sake, but also for uh, for the sake of uh, of eliciting some pathos. I don't think it's it was done for a joke. I think it was done for you know. Let me see you know regionally you know. Uh, let me let me hit all the fucking sore spots in the United States, um, you know, that have that have, uh, you know, been involved in a terrible uh, shooting. I think that's what. They yeah, were it was just. I, I personally didn't didn't like where they were going with it. Um, but again, just just opinion on this. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't like that particular route that they took. And that's that's fine. But I also didn't like that after this massive riot, after one of their own is killed accidentally in a riot, it, it became like a buddy cop show. And like you got the two meth heads running around and everything's funny and everything's goofy and you hate them by the end of the, the season. Like you hadn't hated them already. Yeah. You know, and you just want you want somebody to like shiv them already. And it just hasn't happened. Um, except for the at the very last episode when the one girl sees her her. um her Mennonite mom and yeah. she, she yells at her in Dutch. Like I'm okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be a good person. Like that was kind of touching. I was like, all right, so she's redeemable. The other one's fucked up. She needs to go. Uh, they're both pretty but, awful. And the thing is almost all of them, yeah. like they, they have their, their very human moments, but they're all, yeah. they're all pretty fucked up. And, you know, and I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, that they deserve to be in prison for whatever stupid shit that they did, because, you know, in a lot of cases it's like, really, that's yeah. why you're in prison. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, and then just kind of, you know, a lot of this is illust- illustrative of, of the whole fucking prison complex problem that the United States yeah. has, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, um, oh, I lost my train of, sh- train of thought. I'll just have some more wine. Mike, keep talking. Yeah. Well, and, and you had mentioned something, too, that, like, it's entirely possible that when he was rattling off all of those shootings, that that was an attempt to show that we've normalized something in this country that shouldn't be normalized. It's a horrible event. So much so that we turn that, them into. Yeah. yeah. So much so as turning them into punchlines and a joke. Yeah. And that's a possibility, too. But taking all of that stuff aside where maybe I just took offense to something or I didn't like the way that they go, the, the show is muddled now. And the reason why is because you have too many fucking characters. There are a and lot it's of become characters. lost. Yeah. And and I don't mean lost as in like it's lost its way. I mean lost as in like Jack and all the other uh, survivors on a fucking island where everybody gets a goddamn flashback. I'm sick of flashbacks. I don't want to see him anymore. We have to go like, back, Kate. Yeah, the exactly. island's not because, finished with us yet. Yeah, apparently the, you know Litchfield's not finished with us, Kate. Um, <laughs> I I just I grew tired and weary of this of this season. Um, there were a couple of bright spots, man. When that big ass fucking prison guard came in there and he was going to kick some ass, I was like, oh shit, things are about to get awesome. And that's exactly what happened. And it went in a place that I didn't even expect it to go. And then like 
he ended up getting his comeuppance in the end, and I didn't even see that coming. I figured, like, he had, had this, like, redeemable moment where he basically says to um, – I can't remember who it was now that had the gun. Oh, it was, it was Tasty that had the gun to his head. And he was like, don't do this because there ain't no coming back from this. He basically tells her, you don't want to be like me. And I was like, well, damn, maybe there is like a, a decent person underneath of this, you know, giant Sasquatch looking dude. And, you know, spoiler alert, then he gets popped in the dome and he's dead. <laughs> like it was, oh. it, that was kind of jarring. Um, yeah, it, it just in general, really I felt jarring. like the whole thing was I felt like the whole season was very like stretched out for nothing. And that kind of bothered me. And we got a flashback of a flashback. We got a we got a uh, Captain Janeway flashback from when she was a teenager in Russia. And I was like, what what fucking point does this serve? Why do any of us care about this? This is completely unnecessary when we I like found the out actress that, 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 that they got to that they got to play her though. Their actress was very attractive yeah. to me. As yeah. you might imagine. I agree. Yeah, oh yeah, cuz I know you and redheads. Um <laughs> but like I do want to give the show props because the 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 crew of of black actresses who were friends with Pusey tasty and um and uh now her name is uh what is it tova when she converted to judaism (laughs) big cindy like she's like my favorite i love her Uh, and i can't remember the other girl's name the one that was like a that was like a track star right Um, and then and then the uh the the newish one from last season uh who's the uh what do you call um who's the, the, uh, the hippie girl yeah the the Muslim one, yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. I like her too. Yeah, yeah. She's and then and then you you see her without the thing, and she's got yeah. She's she was got, good. I, she's got some like colored hair, and I'm like, why do you color your hair? Nobody's ever gonna see this. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't understand but then also, it too. Like somebody who's a Muslim, I fucking the arc with message me and tell me what's up with that. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out. But like. You, you felt legitimately bad for Suzanne's character too, because oh, as God. this ride is going on, you see that because she has this mental illness, that she's such a creature of habit and that when her, she's so institutionalized oh, now that yeah. like when the, when the system breaks down, that was so sad, but well, like, and, but, but the, and maybe but the somebody, important thing was she was taken off of her meds because she was doing the, the past season. She was, she was doing yeah. really well and she's doing better and better. And like, yeah. they got her on the right meds and they got her on the right system, you know, and, and she was acting almost always as a, uh, you know, she was fully, you know, integrated into, you know, standard society or, you know, standard fucking yeah. Litchfield society anyway. Exactly. And like that actress is just incredible. And, oh, she's so and good. I, we need to talk to somebody who's an actual an actual psychiatrist, not a psychologist. We need somebody who knows about the meds, because I want to know if you take lithium and it zonks you the fuck out. If an EpiPen is going to bring you back from that, because that EpiPen seemed like a that you... seemed like a MacGuffin. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it seemed a little fucking nutty. Um, an EpiPen yeah, is going to bring was... you back from most things just because, you know, it's like, oh, it's adrenaline. You know, it's like, ah. Uh... It's going to fucking amp the shit out of you. Okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, but I, just in general, I, I thought that... I mean, and, and maybe it's because season four was so good that yeah. this one was a, was kind of a letdown. And, and it's... 
and again, just my opinion. I didn't like this season as much. I, right. I felt that there was a lot to be, lot, a lot left to be desired. All right, Mike. Let me let me let me just, just fucking spin this around on our listeners here and say, I loved this season. I thought this was. Um, while I kind of wanted, you know, a little more of a fucking denouement at the end, um, I, I understand, hey, you want to do a cliffhanger because you've already signed up for season whatever, the next season. Um, and so I, yeah. you know, I kind of understand it. This was five. This was season five that we just saw. Yeah. Yeah. So they've already signed season up for five. season five and I think season, or it's, uh, they've already started, uh, signed up for season six and I think season seven as well, which is like, wow. Um, which I understand. I mean, hey, you know, you've got a bunch of, you know, for the most part, I've, I, you know, and I hate to fucking break it down to dollars here, but, uh, you know, unlike a show uh, that we're all very sad about losing Sense8, unlike Sense8 where they're, you know, they've got, you know, all these, uh, you know, internet, you know, they've got six continents or five continents anyway worth of locations um, and, uh, you know, all this expensive shit going on. With uh, with with this one, they're they're shooting it in um, New Jersey, I think. I forget where they're shooting it, but they're shooting it on a set, and yeah. you know, and they've got mostly inexpensive actresses, um, and you know, and it's you know, it's it's a uh, you know, every one of these these episodes is a um you know, is just all, you know, on the same old set and, you know, it's not like they need to build a new one. And so, you know, their, their greatest costs are behind them. And so, you know, if, if they, if they continue to get viewers, they might as well keep, you know, keep writing it if they can. And, and for me, uh, I think this, this, uh, this season, you know, season five that we just saw was, you know, was a totally great payoff. Um, it it yeah. seemed all so extreme that it was hard to believe that they could come back from it. It was that extreme, um, you know, all the crazy shit that went on. You know, those of those of you listeners who haven't haven't uh, seen this this new season, but you know, have finished with season five, you remember that you know at the end of season five, or sorry, at the end of season four, um, you know, uh, Pusey died, um, you know, killed by the the nice guards. Nice accidentally killed by the nice guard um yeah and you want to talk about a, a just a crushing storyline yeah that poor kid like just oh. <laughs> just just not knowing where to go it's just a ship ship adrift because of this horrible thing that he did because he was poorly trained like yeah. i understand that like he's at fault ultimately but like it i mean this this whole series is very deep and and it really opens a lot of eyes to some stuff that's going on in real world, you know, some real world problems. Um, I think that's my only issue is that sometimes they take it. It's a little too light, you know, it's like, it's like, Hey, we're going to talk about black lives matter here. And we're really going to hit a point home. Hey, let's have the meth heads run around and do some stupid shit. Like it's, it's a little insulting at times when they do that. It's like, all right. I, 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 I could say, I can, maybe you should stay heavy for a little bit with this. Yeah. I can see getting insulted, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Uh, if you don't, if you don't bounce back, if you don't have a full range of emotion, if you don't have the levity, um, I get it. Yeah. Then, then I'm gonna be like too bummed to want to continue. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be too down. I'm gonna be like, I'm just gonna go to bed. This is fucking depressing as fuck. Oh, I get it. It's not. It's not like it's 
it's not like Michael Bay and Transformers Two doing racist Transformers <laughs> insulting, but yeah, it's like it's yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, and the thing is, you know, you've you've got the you've got a bunch of people. Um, you know, you've got the 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 dumb Hicks. Um, you know, yeah. who are who are uh, huffing bleach fumes, and you know, and then you've got that was hilarious. Oh God. Um and you know and I was I was watching them this season and thinking I bet those actresses are just the best of friends you know like you know after yeah. they're done with this you know and they've got the fucking wax on their teeth you know because they've just got like the worst fuck, yeah. the, the most painful fucking uh terrible looking teeth and you know and I've I've uh, I've had that done to my teeth you know as a makeup effect and yeah. so now I understand you know how yeah. that works I've, I never knew how that works before um yeah and it's this this wax stuff that they that they spray on or paint on and and it, by the way it tastes fucking delicious <laughs> Does it really Yeah it tastes really good um and uh you know it, i i just kind of felt like oh i bet you they're you know they have a good time together um you know yeah. and, and same you know same goes with with any of these these little groups that form um yeah the yeah. one and it's, it does seem like they've made a they've made a they've made a show about prison seem kind of fun like yeah. it's like it's like yeah they're in horrible conditions and there's some bad shit that happens to them but like man man they're having a good time you know it's like <laughs> Yeah, you know, and there, you know, there are characters where you're like, "Oh, I really hope they get out," and then they, they, they screw themselves out of that. You know, early on, you know, we were still hoping that that Piper would get out, but you know, she just ended up being shittier and shittier. Particularly, uh, you know, season four, the you know the previous season was, uh, oh yeah, you know, she was just the, such a the panties with her brother. Yeah, uh, she was just such yeah. a complete shithead. Um, I was, I was very, I was very disappointed that her brother did not show up in this season oh, I, I love that happy, guy he's thought, such a doofus and I lo- oh i thought he was terrible i'm glad we didn't see them i was kind of surprised that uh what's his name jason uh what's that guy's name american jason Pie guy? biggs yeah biggs yeah jason biggs yeah. um I was, I was surprised that he finally had a, had a little cameo return because he was in season one and two yeah i, w- I will say this too uh more to the the point of I'm sick of I'm sick of fucking Piper is like <laughs> when she starts explaining she explains that tattoo that she has on the back of her neck like five times oh. and it's the same explanation she does there's no there's no nuance to it she's just like it's there so that other people can see beauty because beauty is beauty is beauty and beauty is beautiful beautiful tattoo beauty and you're like just shut up god damn it like, yeah but you know people that, that do exactly that it was it, to me that was very real and yes, and yes and, I found yes, it yes and you've dated and you've dated many of them. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shout out to the worst of I'm not you. Not really sorry. <laughs> Don't listen to my show. We dislike you quite a bit. Um, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Um, people who have been on this show before, just saying. Don't fucking listen anymore. <laughs> we don't like you. Um, yeah. Hey, how's that nude podcast coming, by the way? <laughs> Did you say nude or new? Oh, I didn't even no. mean her. I meant oh god, no, she's all right. I don't care. I, mean, I know which I know which one you I know which I know which one you meant. I'm just you're you're I'm going you're going, you're going right for now. the other one. Yeah, all right. I'm going for all of them. Like, like I want I want them. like I'm casting a wide net here. I can like, tell. I'm just I hope I can hit them all at the same time. You know, like 
Uh, so let's. So Kevin loved um, season five of Orange is the New Black. Mike was pretty lukewarm to it. Um, I want to move on to some other shows. I'm going to give a show that I'm watching or have finished watching on Netflix or any other streaming service or cable for that matter. And then you can do the same. Okay. Give kind of a quick synopsis of what you're watching, why you're watching it, that sort of thing. Um, Ooh, I have a good I thing have to gone say. Back I, 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 I have a segue one. Do you want me to do a segue one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so here's something that I didn't realize until like yesterday or the day before. This was very recently when I, an old Orange is, is the New Black character came on for a tiny little cameo. Who was that person? Who was that man? You might you might say, Mike. Wasn't Jason Biggs? Who, who was that man? Pornstash. It wasn't. Oh, I love that guy. Pornstash. <laughs> I, I was like, because I saw him in something recently. You know, I've been watching something recently where yeah. he plays plays a big uh, a big role, and I'm and I, you know, in watching this show, I'm like, where have I seen this guy before? I know I've seen him somewhere, and yep. It wasn't until that little cameo, I'm like, oh my god, this motherfucker is the leprechaun in uh, in American Gods. Is he really? Yeah. Pa- Pablo Shriver is the leprechaun in American Gods. Yeah, and he's so good at it. Um, yeah, and so Pornstash is a very... He's, he's a decent actor. Yeah, and he's a, he's a very tall man, right, which, is, which makes it yeah. extra funny. That uh, that he's a yep. leprechaun because leprechauns, play, he's probably, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a little <laughs> a little guy. I can't do an Irish little funny accent right now. Um, but oh, uh, look at me! Oh, I yeah. was on Law and Order SVU too. Yeah, Arta Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, he's he's Lee Schreiber's little brother. Is he really? Yeah. How about that shit? Anyway. Yeah, excellent he was, actor. He's, yeah, he was like some crazy like he was like some crazy killer on on Law and Order SVU, and like that's where I had first seen him. Oh. And then we started watching Orange Is the New Black, and I was like, "Oh, this piece of shit!" Like <laughs> just because he played such a shitty character, like the character was such a like just a waste of human DNA. Like, but like, I mean, that's just how good of an actor he is. Like, yeah, yeah I was, yeah, it's too. I wish it's too bad. Porn stash can't come back. Yeah, like he was, he was, was there for awful. a second. You know, and yeah. he was the uh, <clears throat> for, for to to remind you uh, of what what his final fate was is you know he's the um, he's the fake father of uh, uh, Daya's um, child. You know they they got they got him out of the uh, the prison by saying that he raped her, or not not necessarily raped, but uh, uh, inappropriately had sex with her. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and that was all a setup too, because he did in fact have sex with her, but they made it. Yeah, they they trumped it up, and like they already knew she was pregnant, so it was. Yeah, yeah, because it was yeah. you know the other guy who never came back. I was I was hoping that he would come back because I liked him, but anyway, he, uh, porn I was, stash I was too. and porn, porn stash's mom, who is, uh, oh, what's that actress's name? Isn't that like uh, Mary Steenburgen? Ma- Mary Steenburgen isn't she married to some other actor like Tom Hanks? Yeah, or something? she's married. Yeah, no, she's she's married to uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, I knew it was somebody like that. Um, she's done she's done a lot of good stuff, man. She was in the la- the the final season of Justified, 
um, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, and she was uh, excellent know, in that. I still and not gotten I like I I watched like three episodes of that and like have enjoyed yeah. it, but never continued with it. It was it was one of my favorite TV series of all time. Like I absolutely from season one all the way through, just absolutely loved it. Nice. Like I, I never really liked Timothy Oliphant before that, but like he just he killed it as Raylan Givens, and it was such a good series. And um, it was funny too because before that came out, I didn't even know that I liked the writing of. Um, I just lost his last name. I just lost the guy's name. Damn it! Um, the guy who wrote. Um, the show damn it the guy with the teeth and the um, hair and the pants yeah that guy the guy oh, yeah. uh, justified creator let me see anyway. not grandiose he's the actual yeah this is gonna drive me nuts That's all right. i mean he's a, he's a damn now. good writer El- there it is elmore leonard elmore leonard is like a a crime slash western slash like yeah. police like yeah he's a novelist yeah, and he he passed away recently. And oh, um, the interesting story is I I met him coincidentally, not meaning to meet him. Are you an elevator? But in an um, elevator? Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote, fight... no, actually at the Philadelphia Free Library. So, like so you do. we're there, and like every other like every other like twenty something douchebag that you could imagine uh, is there to meet Chuck Palahniuk because he writes dark, twisted satire, and people love that shit. So they're all there to meet Chuck Palahniuk. But fucking Elmore Leonard is there too, and like nobody's in line to meet him. And like I just felt bad, and I went over and I was like, "Hey, Elmore Leonard." And he's like, "Hey, how are you, young man?" And I was like, "I'm I'm fine, sir." Oh, and I lied to him. I was like, "Oh yeah, I love your stuff, man." Oh well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Little did I know that I would actually fall in love with his shit years later after he passed away. So like it made me feel like a dick. But like at least maybe that was like my future self telling me that I should lie to this old man because I would in fact love his stuff. But. Like, uh, it's yeah. it's fun when you when you meet these people and you you know you're lucky enough to yeah. you know to to spend that time and and visit with them. Yeah. Um, you know there have been people that you know that I've, God, you know, what did I recently say? Um, like when we were when we were doing last year when I first moved into this house. Um, we were t- we we did that podcast that was all about you know the people we've lost and stuff. We were doing that. Oh fuck yeah. you, twenty sixteen, you know. And we we were yeah. like halfway through twenty sixteen. We were only in then like August or something like that. And uh, and it, it yeah. little did we know it was going to get worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like you know, and I and, and my answer was you know the people that would that would bother me most are the people that have become you know that that we as comics online have interviewed you know whether it was me personally or or matt or, yeah. or whomever you know those people yeah. that we've interviewed and i i feel like i've you know i've i've had a, a close uh you know contact with or something you know when yeah you know you got and you've got people who are old like uh like stanley where i'm like oh you know he's he's gonna be at the show tomorrow and i hope he survives through it and i you know i think of that you know because yeah. he's dude's like you know 90 or pushing it or something and um well and, you know and we just lost adam west and adam you know i adam west i you know i've uh done press rooms with adam west twice in my life and i've just yeah. i you know i feel my i i, I feel that I, I i count myself lucky that's where i was going i count myself lucky yeah. 
to have had those opportunities, right? You know, and there have been other people like yeah. – uh, what was that guy, the character actor who played Jaws from uh, from uh, Moonraker? I don't, you know, no, but he was also he was in Happy Gilmore too. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you know, and I, you know, and I met that guy. Just you know, I'd walking by his his table, all all lonely style at a fucking convention, to be like, hey, what's up, type of thing. Hey, you know, I recognize you, you Richard know, and, Dawson Keel. Yeah, that guy. You know, and people like that, Richard where it's Keel. like, you know, oh, I've actually been face to face with that person before you know and uh uh you know a couple of the star trek folks and stuff um you know that you know those are the people that that really like that it really hits me like oh my god you know this is this is one this is one of ours where i'm you know i'm sad for the loss of you know of david bowie and prince and you know, people like yeah, that. But I, there, there's a certain distance with there's musicians. A distance. Like, yeah, there's a you distance. You don't have that. Yeah. You know, and I've I've never met these yeah, people. One, the one that really fucked me up was, was Leonard Nimoy, and it, it sounds it sounds dumb because he was. I mean, he was older. He was sick. Um, but like he he was Spock. Like Spock died once, and then he came back because of the Genesis planet. You, you can't kill Spock. Like yeah. that that really really hit. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I wrote an article about it. It's on Comics Online if you want to read it. But, yeah. like, um, where I, I basically said, like, you know, because of that, you know, Spock can't die because, you know, he, magical powers. He can transfer his Katra from one body to another. Uh, um, and, like, he he was – I mean, I found out as a young as a young half-Jewish boy that both him and Captain Kirk were, were Jewish. Yeah. And that was kind of cool because, like, in the it stupid is. town that I grew up in, it wasn't really cool to be Jewish. And, like – it was just cool that like the two baddest motherfuckers in the galaxy in the 23rd century were both Jewish. Like I thought that was <laughs> kind of cool. And I, I'm going to be sad when, when Shatner goes, even though everybody uh, that I know who has met him has said that he's a total tool. Um, you he's know still what? Captain I, Kirk. I, and I, like, I never, I, I never met him, met him, but I've been in the same room with him a couple of times. And he seemed, he, both times he seemed like so fucking, full of himself and i'm just like fuck you i don't even want to meet you but he but he's captain kirk you know oh, you know I what i mean that's captain kirk. Captain, captain kirk is, yeah. yeah but but James as far Tiberius as kirk. yeah yeah but as far as actually meeting the actor i'm not i'm not tripping but you know there are other people you know there's some people who are like you know for example stan lee right you've got you've got somebody who is like really full of themselves but yet still loves their fans or you have people like like yeah. uh you know bill shatner who you know is yeah. really full of himself and kind of doesn't have that much respect for his fans frankly yeah doesn't you know seem of all of the people anyway. that um that I hold on a pedestal. Cause like my, um, Luke Skywalker was always my favorite character in star Wars growing up. And sure. Mark Hamill, I've, I've just always just admired the shit of if we could ever pull strings with the comics online power that we uh, wield here, you know, it's possible. I, I would want to meet, I would want to meet Mark Hamill or at least do an interview with him. And I don't even know if, if I would be able to get any questions out, Kevin, Before... I would, it would be like, it would be like on Saturday Night Live when Chris when Chris Farley would interview like um, Paul McCartney, and I would just be like, "Remember, remember that time in, in Return of the Jedi when you <laughs> you um you cut off your dad's hand, and then then you realize you like looked at your own hand, you realize, oh shit, I'm gonna be just like my father if I don't stop this like dark you know dark side of the force shit. You remember that? And he'll be like, "Yeah, that was awesome." Like I just <laughs> I don't even think I'll have like legit questions for him. 
Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, so I I've been in a press room with with Mark Hamill and yes, it was totally yep. cool to be in a press room with Mark Hamill. We actually yep. he got too slam- like I think he was sick at the time. Honestly, I was I was worried about him. Like he like he just probably oh, yeah. just had the flu or the cold, you know, cold or something like that. And so, you know, it wasn't like any long-term thing. But, you know, when you see these these you know, superstars of, uh, of geek pop culture. And you see them when they're not at their best, you're like, Oh my God, are they going to die? Oh, please don't die. Oh, please. Mark Gamble get better. And that's what I was, you know, that's what I was thinking. You know, we were in, we were in a, uh, a press room for Arkham, whatever the second video game was. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think it was just Arkham City. Yeah, Arkham, Arkham City. Arkham City. Arkham City. And we we went. We got invited. Um, uh, our our press contact from from WB, who is the best. Shout out to Gary. You know you're the best. Um, uh, invited us in, and this was 2010. This was 2010. Because uh, I I went into that press room with Nomad. And he was so terrible. Like he was, he was having a weird weekend where I was like, if he was a, a like he's a total straight edge type. He like he never drinks, never did any drugs, like yeah, type of guy. But I, I was like, you're acting so fucked up right now. Like we went and sat at a table with um, Paul Dini, um, you know who people will remember from. Uh, you know, uh, Batman, the animated series. Um, he was a creator and, um, yeah, you know, he, he was the guy who created, uh, Harley Quinn, for example. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're at a table with him and Nomad just starts. And, and it's like, for some, for some creators, for some talent, it's, it's awesome to go and, and sit at a table with them and derail the fuck out of the conversation. If you ever have the chance, if press folks who are listening to this, if you ever have the chance to speak with uh, with Doc Hammer and fucking and uh, what's his partner's name, the other guy from uh, from that show, uh, go ahead and derail them because you will have a great time. They will take you on a ride, and you'll have a great time. If you ever uh, Jackson Public, Jack, Jackson Public. Um, or if you are ever in a supernatural press room, or frankly any press room with Mark Shepard, uh, who plays Castiel, or not Castiel, goddammit, it, who plays motherfucking uh, the the Lord of Hell on on Supernatural, um, and you go and derail his shit, he will he will fucking one up you like he will fuck you up. And you'll have a great time, but he will fuck you up because if you try to derail his shit, he will derail your life. Um, yeah. You do not fuck with that guy. And but at the same time, Brian Cranston is the same way too. Did you did you ever see the uh, the, the kid who tried to like? Because Brian Cranston's from New Mexico. Yeah. And a kid was like, "Well, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, as well. And you know, you were there for so long filming the show. You know, what did you do? Because there's nothing to do." And he looked at the kid and he goes, "There's plenty to do because there's your mom." And just drops the mic and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Ta- yeah, yeah. Talking talking with Mark Shepard is is similar. And there there are a lot of other yeah. 
wonderful um, celebrities that are like this. Where was I going, Mike? I went off on a tangent. We were, it's okay. It's okay. We were talking about TV, and then we started talking about death, and it, it's all good, man. You were telling me that um, Porn Stash was on a uh, was on a TV show. And, oh God, damn! Uh, is that nice... where we went with this? Jesus Christ! That's, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's listen. So we, the point okay. was, um, I wanted. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick, is, real porn, quick. I promise. Porn Stash is a great actor, <laughs> and American Gods is fucking phenomenal. Uh, you know, shout out to Chelsea, yeah. who is who I've been watching this sort of with. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, Chelsea Doyle, Chelsea D, uh, Earth One, Chelsea, or no, let's see, yes, Earth One, Chelsea of our of the Comics Online podcast, Chelsea's. Um, she uh, she and I have been watching it. And, and, and by the way, this is a Neil Gaiman uh, jam that is on Stars, and it's like, does anybody subscribe to Stars? Like everybody, Stars has got to have like an amazing uptick in their fucking subscriptions because of this. Because yeah. oh my god, this show will blow your fucking mind. This this show is it's um. It's amazing. I like just watch, just go and maybe, you know, if you haven't read the book, even like you don't have to read this book. I mean, the book is wonderful, yeah. but I, I have a feeling that at the end of it all, people are going to go, this is finally it. This is the one time when the show is better than the fucking book. Um, and, and this is a Neil Gaiman book. Neil Gaiman is fucking top tier author. Um, yeah. in my mind, you know, he is, you know, yeah, agreed. I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with you on yeah, that one. Definitely top, top of the top, you know, fucking author. And this show is so good because they, they take it, you know, they take his work and I feel like, you know, this is not a one season, uh, adaptation of his novel. This is like, they're going to go and maybe stretch it out to like three seasons for a fucking for the for the novel and then you know my guess is they'll probably continue telling you know more story beyond that if they if they get the chance emily browning is playing the uh the dead wife spoilers the wife dies in the first episode um but no problem she's still she might be dead wow. but she's still in the fucking show so fuck off death fuck off uh you know the uh the ibis headed uh Egyptian god, fuck off, Grim Reaper. Um, you know, I'm going to go on a road trip uh, with a guy who's in love w- with a um, uh, with the aforementioned porn stash uh, character, as well as uh, a guy who is in love with a djinn. Um, and as you know, and then there's. There's Mr. Wednesday, which everybody, you know, Mike, what the the the, the weekday Wednesday is named after what what God? Um, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Um, really? I'm gonna look it up right now on, on Google because I don't know. I'm real. I I, I didn't mean uh, to fuck you up. It? I I figured you would just know off the top of your head. Yeah, Wednesday is named after Woden with a W, which is the same as Odin. Um, so Mr. Wednesday is Odin, the old, oh. the old god. And, uh, wow. And so Shadow Moon, who is the, in theory, main character of this of this story, um, 
is played by yeah. this amazing actor. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't know what I've seen him in, if anything. But he, like, he is so compelling in every frame of this fucking show. And I, and I can't emphasize this enough. Like, it is such a beautifully shot show. And, you know, the, the, the cinematography and the editing and the music and the, you know, the writing, you know, but the, but the adaptation of the writing is amazing as well. Yeah. And, uh, and you've got, um, who the fuck plays Mr. Wednesday? And then you've got, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, make seven up yours as a Nancy. Uh, Orlando Jones. Orlando okay. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, that guy. I can't remember his name, but I can remember the, what what he used to do. Make seven up yours. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did how did he? How is he, Mister Wednesday? Bob Hoskins. Is that who? Is that Bob who? Hoskins is dead. Not that's not Bob Hoskins. Hang on. That's what, when I googled it. That's that's what it says. Mister Wednesday actors. This is Bob Hoskins. No, it's it's not the guy from from uh fucking. What's a rabbit? What's the rabbit show? The rabbit movie. What the fuck is that thing called? Roger Rabbit. Did I just lose you? Good thing I'm still recording. I'm this. back. Oh, you're back. Yeah, we lost lost you for just a second. What happened there? Yeah, it's not the guy from Roger Rabbit. No, but like when I type in Miss Wednesday actor, that's the first thing that pops up. Like. <laughs> I'm looking at. Let me look at American Gods IMDb right now and see what comes up. All right, so um, Ian McShane is is who it is. Ah, yes, that guy. Yeah, Ian McShane, and the uh, the main uh, the main dude playing Shadow Moon is called Ricky Whittle, and I don't recall seeing him in anything. And I'm just going to click on this because why the fuck not? Uh, he was in the 100. As Lincoln, he was in some show yeah. called Holly Oaks, something called Austin Land. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these fucking things are. Yeah, he he's a pretty motherfucker. Let me say, oh, his British Oldham from Lancashire. Um, anyway, handsome motherfucker, and they shoot this so well. Um, also in this show, this can't be a, sh- a cheap show because they've got some fucking star talent here. They've got also got Crispin Glover, which, I, all right, granted, it's been a while since he's been hot. So, but anyway, he's somebody who you would know. Um, uh, Back to the Future, fucking George McFly, the original one. Um, I was in a movie yeah. with, with the second one, by the way. Fun fact. Oh, yeah? What movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what did the movie end up being called? Uh, it was called Slapdash in the end when it finally went to press. Um, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Lyle Swan, Time Rider. <laughs> the Adventures of Lyle Swan. Um, <laughs> that's like that's just gonna keep coming back. Like that's our new like go to film. Like we're like uh, I, I want to see that again. I, I, I see feel that. like I feel like we need to do a comics online screening of Lyle Swan. Like that oh, needs to be like should. our new. Have you Have you seen it time, since we time. since we first since we first started talking about that a year ago? No, no, I haven't. It's it's good and bad at the same time, as far as I remember. I don't even remember. Um, Cloris Leachman is in this as uh, as a uh, as a god from the um, as as one of the gods from from the old country. I think she's like basically kind of one of the Norns, if you follow uh, what the Norns are. 
Um, she's yeah, she yeah. plays Zora. It's like the uh, the the Russian version of the Norns. She plays Zoria Vechnerya. Um, and then um, uh, you'll recognize immediately Jillian Anderson as uh, the the new American god called Media. Um, and she plays a variety of media characters. So she plays uh, uh, Lucille Ball. She plays um, David Bowie. She plays Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I saw Monroe. her as Bowie, yeah. And nice. she is wonderful. I, you know, after seeing her, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, she was perfect for this role. You know, and, and it's like, it's such a well, like everybody working on this show deserves so much acclaim because it's just amazing and beautiful. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I can't wait to see more of it. And, and, you know, he, the, the sad part about this is I, I think it's only, we've only got one or two more episodes after, um, from where we are now before the end of the fucking season. I think it's only eight episode first season. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The most recent episode was episode six. So yeah, we've only got two more episodes and that's it. And I'm like, oh my god, we just we're just barely scratched the surface. And I just love this fucking show so much. Yeah. Um. To tie in with with a show that I am in love with right now. Tell me. Um. I, I went. I went instead of going new. I went old. I went back. I went back to back to the future. So how, to speak. How, how far are you um, gonna go back? Way back. I went to 1989. Um, that would be, uh, the, the first season of Star Trek, the next generation. I realized, I realized that I hadn't seen these episodes in almost, I mean, fuck, almost 20 years, if not more. And I remember, I remember watching this because when, when it was on, it was on in syndication. So it was on, on like what is now like the, the CW, um, but at the time it was, um, it was like TV 20 is what it was like the name of the channel. <laughs> um, and I remember like it, the signal was really, really shitty coming in, in my room. So it was hard to see a lot of time, but you could get most of it. And like, I'm watching these episodes and I'm having these like awesome, like flashbacks of, of like, holy shit. I remember watching this episode as a kid and this, this part freaking me out or not <laughs> understanding this. And like I'm, what I'm enjoying the most is season one. Meh. Season one of Star Trek: The Next Generation was okay. Season two got a little bit better. And there's I had a, a couple, couple of, of episodes really that, that stood out. Yeah. Yeah, but season three is fucking bananas. Oh yeah. Season three is where so they much just, gold. They, got, they, they figured it out. They got it all all clicking on all cylinders. Um, and I'm just I. I what I was doing was I was cherry picking season one and season two. Like I was going through and just finding the episodes that I wanted to see, the ones that had like the highest ratings, and I was watching those. You're a pussy, but then, Mike. I went three. through and watched them yeah. straight through all of them, even the bad ones. Ah, well, that that good for you. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a trophy for you for that. Thank but you. like, Thank you. I I can't do that with season three. I have to watch every episode yeah, so good. because they're every so episode good. so far has been good. Yeah, like I just finished watching the one. Um, I watched the one where Data makes a daughter, basically. Lore. And that was such a good episode. No, uh, Lol. 
Lol. What was her name? Laura's her brother. Was was his brother? Oh Laura. right, yeah, Lol. Yeah, yeah. And I made jokes yeah. about that. Yeah, Lol time, is yeah. his daughter. And but like she, that was such a good episode, and it's like it was it was moving, and like that was a really really great episode. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the other episodes too. Um, I'm leading up to the best of the both worlds episode one and or part one and part two, which is like where Picard becomes Lacutus, which is like. That's essentially like everything ha- – like ev- you can chart Star Trek The Next Generation as everything that happened before that and everything that happened after that. Like it was all just – wow. It was a, such an incredible season. Um, so many good episodes. That's also the season where they have Yesterday's Enterprise where there's the time rift and the Enterprise-C comes into the future. Yeah. And like it's an ultimate version of like a militarized federation where they're losing a war with the Klingons. Like that one was a really, really awesome episode too. Um, so I'm just, I, I forgot how much I love this show. Um, and I'm having this awesome kind of like renaissance to my childhood. Cause I remember it would come on late at nights on syndication on, on this, you know, this yeah. CW affiliate back then and just loving the shit out of the show. And like my bedtime, I think was like, was supposed to be nine. So I was, I was supposed to have my TV off and I was supposed to be in bed asleep by then. And no, the show was on at nine. The episodes were on at nine. So I was staying up to watch it. Like I didn't care, um, but I'm pretty sure that my parents just let me watch it anyways. They they didn't really give me too much crap about it. But um, I'm just looking forward to going through the rest of the seasons now, like going through four and five and six and, and just moving through. Um, now that it's finally like found its its legs, and it's it's funny too because it coincides with um, it coincides with when they change their uniforms. Because remember they had like the the ones with like the t-shirt collar. And then all of a sudden they changed to something different and they had like the higher collar. As soon mm-hmm. as they switched to the higher collar, the episodes got better. So somebody said that like those original uniforms that they had were so, so ridiculously uncomfortable. Um, maybe that's why, cause they weren't comfortable. And then once they got comfortable, the episodes got better. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that most of it had to do with the writing. I remember also in season three, there was an episode. I, I want to say it was season three, but there was an episode where, uh, there was, it was a very political sort of uh, thing where Data went down to the planet and was helping people out, and there was I don't know some poli- some religion and politics thing where I was like, aha, maybe people need to pay attention to this because these things that they're illustrating are awful. Yeah, they they do a lot of Data episodes, and those are all really good. Um, but the one with Lol. Because there was basically like an admiral that was saying, you know, we need to take Lol because we need to study her and and give her an environment in which she can learn. And Data's like, no, she's my daughter. You can't just take her from me. And she basically starts to malfunction. And the admiral attempts to fix her with Data. Like they're trying to save her. And like they come out of the, you know, quote unquote, you know, surgery. But I mean, it's really just like, you know, trying to fix your computer. Um, And he's explaining how, how... Data's hands were moving so fast that he couldn't even keep up with them. But no matter what they could, no matter what they did, when one um, positronic relay would be repaired, you know, three more would fail. And you could just see it in the actor's face. Like, kudos to this guy. Yeah. I mean, he just did such a great job. He was like, you could just see how crestfallen and like crushed he was. Like, because they, they always do this thing with Data where they try to treat him as property. And they did the same thing with Lol. And then I think that that's when he realized that Data was like an, actually had a soul. Yeah. And he's like, no matter what we did, we couldn't save her. And it was just like, again, it was just this incredibly moving episode. And um, it's, it's just making me, I'm having a renaissance with Star Trek. I'm falling in love with it all over again. 
Yeah, it is some good stuff. It's like a, it's like a second honeymoon, man. It's great. We're renewing our vows, me and Star Trek. Aww. I started watching. We're gonna be together then, forever. Like, it's gonna be awesome. Off, off of the side of this, I, I, by, by the way, yeah. uh, uh, one of our guests has has messaged messaged me that uh, he will be on shortly. Um, I. Uh, I started watching occasionally, and uh, this is something that I just go back to when I don't have anything, you know, in the queue. Um, is uh, Deep Space Nine, and which is something, you really? know, and I'm I'm making myself watch every fucking episode because, you know, so I can understand why people say, "Oh, I love this best," because I am a Voyager fan. Like that's the one that I love best. Yeah. Me too. I, I never got into Deep Space Nine. Like I've, I watched a few episodes. I just didn't really enjoy it as much. It was something about like not having the, the Enterprise. Maybe maybe that's what I love the most is having breaking a ship. news, Mike. But, like breaking news. I have breaking news for Comic Con twenty twenty seventeen. We and this is still maybe not news. This is breaking rumor. Let's just say that. We may be doing okay. uh, the comic concert. Now, the comic concert didn't happen last year for the first time. Uh, we did seven, uh, seven years of the, of the, the uh, Comics Online's comic concert. And last year we yeah. didn't do it because of various reasons. Um, and this year I thought we were going to also not do it. But at the, the last minute, it may actually happen. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for news. On our, on the usual bat wow. uh, channels, uh, that is to say, comics online, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. That is pretty exciting. Yeah, we will we um, will promote the shit out of it. So don't worry. As long as you're subscribed to each of those, you'll you'll get it. There, um, there's a, a meme out there, and I'm gonna have to share it with you, Mr. Goswan, yeah. of um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, it basically like a face swap. They took uh, Doc Brown's face. Um, off and they put Obi-Wan Kenobi's face on it and they took off Marty McFly's face and they put Luke Skywalker's face on it. Um, and then Luke slash Marty walks into that diner in the 50s and it's Anakin Skywalker sitting at the counter instead. <laughs> so it's it's just like, it's like the nerdiest thing ever, but it's friggin' great. Like, I'm just... Again, like, n- nobody would really appreciate this except for somebody who really truly just loves nerdy things. Like, it's... Oh, oh and Jabba the Hutt's in the background, too. That- that's pretty great, oh, too. that's funny. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should send that to me. In fact, send it to Matt, uh, yeah. Matt Zernagger because um, those of you who are, you know, serious comics online fans will recall that, uh, that, that Matt uh, once uh, wrote and performed a Back to the Future musical um back when he was in college at uh UC Santa Cruz and uh pretty wonderful <laughs> so here this is a funny story mike and matt'll probably get mad at me t- 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 telling you this but um uh or or more specifically telling our our listeners this so so here's the thing um so comics online gets this uh, rarely do we get uh, uh interview solicits from uh Unless it's like has to do with the convention, like you know, rarely do we get uh, uh, phone solicits, like you know, to do a phone or interview with uh, with comic writers. But we got one from Marvel, and this is like yeah. right right after Brand New Day, and Bob Gale uh, was going to write some Amazing Spider Man, right? Going to write some of these these mm-hmm. new uh, these new arcs, and uh, Bob Gale, you'll remember, is also the writer of Back to the Future. 
Well, I so and I advised Matt very specifically. This is this is years and years and years ago. This is like oh seven or something like that. Um, this was and I I went and I said very specifically, Matt, if you're going to talk to Bob Gale about your musical, do it at the very end of the interview. And this is this is before he was the professional that he is today. He went and and the first thing out of his mouth is, "Oh my God, you know, gush, gush, gush." And by the way, I once wrote a musical about uh, Back to the Future, and Bob Gale like shut him down, said, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna have to have you cease and desist," and then ended the interview, and we never got to talk to him about Spider Man. You're kidding me? No, no, it's like the complete, <laughs> the just, the, just a complete fucking botch. You know, Matt yeah, was just I'm, overcome I'm, with his. I'm putting. I'm putting in the nerddom. Yeah. Yeah. Fan. Yeah. Fanboying. I, I yeah. I'm putting the prices right, right sound effect in there for like when they lose. You know, like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, Way to go, Matt. Well done, bud. <laughs> thankfully, Matt got over such nonsense yep. immediately and has been. Honestly, our best interviewer. Yep. Let's let's face it. He, Matt is our best interviewer uh, overall. I feel like I'm I'm pretty good sometimes, but overall, Matt's our best. Um, I don't really get a chance to interview too many people. Like every now and then, I do. Like, well, you know what? I feel my, um, I, I feel like with with the with the with the proper exercise, with the proper practice, you yep. would be even better. Honestly, I, I feel like you 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 start stronger uh, than than most of our folks. So I I have a feeling that uh, you know once we can get you annually out to San Diego to go and do interviews, or even if you start doing interviews at uh, you know local conventions, um, like Awesome Con on Saturday, like Awesome Con on Saturday, um, then. Uh, yeah then you will become that guy who, you know, is the top of the heap as far as uh, interview quality goes. Well, Mr. Goswan. Yeah. This, um, this has been quite a pretty entertaining impromptu episode that we put together here because we didn't have anything planned. We had, um, we're pulling back the curtain, everybody. So nothing planned at all. Uh, we did, did initially have that interview, um, with, with some guests planned, but, Things happen. People are busy. So I'm sure that we'll be able to get um, an interview with, um, I guess we can tell people who we were going to interview um, now. Um, we were going to have former Comics Online alum, uh, Dune McKay on, who is now doing Dune Reads Goosebumps. Um, he, right now he's he, finishing he was, the, the final original episode of Dune Reads Goosebumps, like the final episode. Now, now he's got some other stuff. Oh, okay. Wait, he wants to come on now. Do we have time? I, I think we. I mean, we a couple of minutes here, man. You just got to remember that it's it's like it's late, and I'm an old man, and I need to go to bed. So, all right. Well, we're gonna add him. Let's add him in. We're doing it. I'm adding him. Adding Dune. What, ladies and gentlemen, back on the Comics Online podcast for the first time in a. Fuck of a long time. We what? have Dune Murderous. Hi, how's it going? Hey, yo. So, so Dune, you just yeah. you just finished your your last regular normal episode 
of uh, of Dune reads Goosebumps. You did sixty. This is correct, Kevin Ghost one. You did sixty three books. Uh, it's sixty two on the actual run, but but. There's 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 more episodes than that because I've done tales to give you goosebumps and yeah. and give yourself goosebumps and everything. Why do you have that microphone? What's going on? No one can see video, right? No one can see video. No, it's ah. just I'm just using it because it's a decent microphone. All right. Um, okay. All right. Anyway, so I like that he got all paranoid for a second there. He's like, wait, 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 people can see this. No, it's just us. I don't know. You're, you're using the microphone that has the little wrap around that says comics online. Oh yeah, it doesn't have that. Ta-da! No, it doesn't. Um, you didn't have to do that. I was now I feel bad. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. yeah so that's I just awesome, dude. That right now, so so that's good. So what are you drinking? What does the inside of your mouth taste like? It's important for our listeners. Um, I finished the Steel Reserve. I was drinking. I finished the uh, vodka pineapple. I was drinking, and now I'm just drinking water. Finished my uh, my wine, my this this lovely wine, and then now I'm on the diet. Oh, I'm out of diet, Doctor Pepper. I've got nothing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> my my line in Kugels is long gone. So yeah. So now the inside of your mouth tastes like uh, blood because you're still vaping blood, right? No, no, no. It's out. It's whatever this is. Anti venom is what it's called. Um, human blood. Fuck. Yeah, I did vape some of that. Um, fuck, what, what are you guys? What are you guys covering this this episode that I've oh, not listened to? We're just talking about some on. TV shows. What TV shows you've been watching? Uh, Planet Earth Two. What is that? Uh, the second oh, one. The, of Nat, the Planet Nat Geo Earth. thing. Oh, the no, Nat no, Ge- not Nat Geo. BBC. BBC. Yeah. And then, uh, and oh, then, okay, yeah. then I was watching South Pacific, another BBC. I just watch. Uh, dude, I just fucking went crazy and obsessed about dolphins. All right. That's all I do. I just watch dolphin shit. All right. <laughs> um, uh, I watched some. Uh, I watched the new F is for Family. What is that about? Uh, oh, the new the, the, the Bill the Burr, Burr oh, show. I love Bill Burr. Uh, I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I, I stopped watching Simpsons because I realized it was not helping my depression. Because I just had I had a VLC playlist with the first twenty one seasons of Simpsons, and yeah. I was just shuffling it and going fucking crazy. And I realized, like, I was repeating episodes at one point, and I was like, this is not good. Like, I got too deep into fucking being depressed. Wow. Uh, what else is good? Uh, the Kimmy, Silicon Valley. Kimmy uh, the, yeah. so, Kim, uh, so Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, Dune. Yeah, what? I hated that at first, but I needed something, like, positive. <laughs> so, all right. So I, I See, like I, the, I the, the first season. I, I, I love the first the season. Crush on her. I know, me too. Like, I, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, or um, Ellie Kemper is now, like, my new, my new celebrity fan crush. Like, I, I love her. So I love the first season. I like the second season. This third season, I, I tried to start, and then I was just like, ah, should I continue with this? Because it seems lame. How's yeah, the- I watched them all in order, though. So, it, you know, it's just the same thing. It's weird that they kind of break up the plots of of other blonde broad and other shit. Like, it's yeah. not all coagulated. <laughs> right. Yeah, as they say in the television business, not right. in the vaping blood business. <laughs> um I don't know. So, so what's up with your? Uh, so, for, so for your fans, uh, what's up None. with your? You got, you got me. Clearly, I'm your fan. Um, what? Uh, so, so you started a YouTube channel and started doing a bunch of fucking crazy shit, including. Well, I'm not getting paid blood. to do that anymore. But were you getting paid? Yeah. Were you? I wasn't really? doing that for free. I was getting paid like the same as my normal job. 
and but I'm also doing other stuff for the same thing. But I'm still doing like I like I have a bunch of like meetings out. and shit. But yeah, no, I was getting paid. I wasn't doing that for free. I don't like people looking at me. <laughs> you were really getting paid for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my job. Who was paying you? I, this is you know powers that be. What? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do shit for free. That's madness. All right. Well, cool. See, we're doing it all wrong, man. We're doing this for free. We got to change our our business model. Oh God. Well, we're <laughs> gonna I did have this some for free for a long time. Got nothing. We we we've got some business model changes coming up um, that will uh, that will help us. Uh, but we're not talking about those online until that actually right, gets enacted. Right. I get it. I get it. I've been on the internet. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, yeah, stuff. I don't know what other culture I've, I've just been listening to a lot of records, like a like the you know being a horrible hipster. I went to a, a metal swap meet. So did <laughs> but you? But I don't listen to metal. Did you get any copper? Oh wait, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an alloy, bro. Um, no, no, Kevin, that's inappropriate. <laughs> But yeah, I almost went to a thing on Saturday, but he's, I realized Mike, he's on the run from the coppers. Yeah, no. Um, oh, God. I almost went to a, a record like trading thing that was the big draw was the guy that was DJing is the drummer for the cure. <laughs> like, first off, I think they've changed drummers a few times. The second off, so it's getting played records by a guy that's not Robert Smith from the cure. Excellent. Come on down. Come on down to a swap meet. Yeah, at the Casbah. At the Casbah. Oh, the Casbah. I've spent some good times and some terrible times there. Yeah. Often on What's that called with the with the Irish Academy. people? Oh. In March. What's that what's that holiday for? St. Paddy's. St. Paddy's Day. I've been there a couple times. That thing, thing in March with the Irish people. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Hey, listen, my first name is Kevin. Uh, I can say shit like of, that. Fine. Speaking of uh, Rock the Casbah, while we're talking about TV shows that we're watching, uh, I've been watching uh, Anthony Bourdain's CNN show that he does, uh, Parts Unknown. Oh, yeah, and yeah. They, actually, I was on watching that last night, too. I saw the Joe Rogan episode. I have not seen that one yet, but I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm getting there because I've been binge-watching. Uh, like, I'm up to season seven, I believe. So I don't know how far much further I have to go. But... It's an interesting show. It, it really, like, it really opens, it, like, kind of broadens your horizons to what's going on in the world, but also, too, like, what's going on in this country, too, because he, he does episodes in Detroit that you really see um, just the horrible things that are going on in that city. But then also San Francisco. Wait, something bad um, happened in like, Detroit? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every day. Um, but, like... It's, it's turned into a history is, show from, like, a very... travel and food show. It's really interesting. It's, it's like, a, each one's, like, yeah. a little documentary on what's going on. It's it's really good now. Wow. All right. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, watch it, actually. And it's, yeah, and, like, he, and if, if you're anything, and I know you are, Kevin, um, get to a new, get to the episode where he's in New Jersey, where he basically just, like, rips Donald Trump a new one. Um, that one's pretty entertaining. That sounds like fun. Uh, that's our president, dude. Okay. Uh, you can show some respect. I will show some respect for the office. Because who doesn't like Steve Carell? Come on. Overrated. I thought it was all right. Um, anyway. Um, so uh, 
so now that you finished the regular ones, what are you uh, what are you going to be working on for Dune Reads, Goosebumps, and and other stuff? You got you got any just, other plans? Just try not to kill myself, bro. Just try all not right. to kill myself. Well, I'm going to be um, in town in a month. All right, I'm in town right now. All right. Well, yeah, you well, are. Well, no, I'm even more so in town because I'm living at my parents, which is really cool at thirty. Oh really yeah, nice. really fun. Really got my shit together. Nine two one oh seven. Yep, yep. I've been yeah all over in this area. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other media have I consumed? I got the Moana soundtrack in vinyl, so my life's a little better. Yeah, that'll make you happy. I mean, you It is can... a good soundtrack, though. So n- now you'll know how far you'll go. Not far, because there you are back at home again. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> You're welcome. You're um, welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what actually was cool? Speaking of geek pop culture, Kevin goes one. Yes. Um, Neil Bloomkampf put out that thing that came out. Uh, somehow he announced it at E3, but it was it's like a twenty something minute first part of like a sci fi thing with Sigourney Weaver. I'm listening. That he's putting out online for free, and it. I watched the first little bit today, and it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, I don't know Neil what that Blumkampf is, but I, from I will... District Nine and Elysium and Chappie. Right, South African dude. Yes. Yes. I will. That's uh, all. That was. That's a. And they apparently he's putting up the elements onto like Steam for uh, fucking other people to make their own shit. So he's putting some, like he's like open sourcing a world. Of it seems just like video? a movie that people could re-edit to make it better or different or the same. I don't know. That's interesting. I, will I guess you wouldn't out. re-edit it to be the same, to be fair. That's just piracy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's different. It's different, I swear. It's a it's whole different. new version. Wait, wait. My version goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Hey, careful, or Suge Knight might hang you out of a window. Oh. Suge Knight's a good person. <laughs> She's good pe- He's good people. If you want to get hung out the window, that is. I kind of do. Have you, or, or, have a, or have a hired... Hired assassin kill, you know, a rival rap star, you know, whatever. Yeah, fucking easy, R.I.P. <laughs> so, uh, have you have you read any comics, dude? No, absolutely not. No, wait, no, never mind. No, I didn't. I read, uh, I reread Harlan Ellison's A Boy and His Dog last night, which they made that comic Vic and Blood off of. But I realized I didn't reread the comic. I read the short story. I read that story all the time. Every time anything goes bad, and I realize that all I have in life is my dog. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Wait how uh, how old is how old is Franklin now? Like twelve. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have, Kevin. It's all right. He'll live forever. Hey, hey, Dune's like parents, cat. get it, oh, get him another Yoda. dog. Get him another dog, quick. You don't know how long Franklin doesn't, has. Doesn't work like that, man. You can't just like just replace a dog. <laughs> no, no, you can preemptively replace a dog for people who have had a hard recent life i don't um, want another dog i'm about to travel where are you gonna go are you gonna come see me uh no absolutely not um i'm gonna go to good places i'm gonna go to uh i'm going to, like southeast asia first oh you following the kendrick trail i mean southeast asia does oh is does, kendrick there i don't want to get whatever whatever weird stds he's spread around there <laughs> i don't think he's i don't think he's like his dad going and trying to fuck everyone i think he's trying to smoke everything oh oh well, i don't want to do that either no, you're not. Find a bunch it. of illegitimate children in Southeast Asia that have a bunch of bow ties and mohawks. Like, uh, watch out. <laughs> Touche. 
but uh but yeah seriously if you uh if you get the chance you should stop you know stop by and uh spend a week over here you can go 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 to some smithsonians for free they got they got dolphins i'll take you to a place with dolphins <laughs> my all my plans are station specific i promise i will take you to at least one place with dolphins all right, cool. And the Baltimore Aquarium is not far. That's Same. the one I'm in. That's the one I'm at. The Baltimore Aquarium is pretty amazing. All I know about Baltimore, I learned from The Wire and the first season of uh, uh, <laughs> of the Baltimore what the fuck is that? Uh, the podcast <laughs> where, where the the Arab dude killed the chick. God, no, I don't oh, know about oh, that. Cereal. oh cereal. Yeah, cereal. it's all cereal yeah. in the wire. It's no good to me. Yeah. Baltimore is cool. Real, I mean, as somebody I, I who like grew up Baltimore. in this area, that's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. I kind of yeah, like Baltimore. Sucks. If I, uh, you know, if it wasn't so far from my work, I would kind of want to live there rather than here. Dude, my, you still so my, work at the Pentagram? Oh, you can't say that online. Oh. Beep! Beep! Mike, make sure you beep that out. Uh, but yes. Okay. Um, I work from home. Uh, cool. I, I often work from home. Um, I I kind of have a good good deal going where uh, where my boss is super nice and realizes that uh, the area Donald where Trump, I, not that boss. <laughs> it realizes that the area that I work in is too fucking noisy for me to get any work done, and so when I have like serious work to do, I just you know take it home and do it here. That's so I sit cool. right here where you sit where you're seeing me sit right now. I can see you sit. Yeah. This is my new house. You got to come see my new house, man. It's great. That's true. I love That's it. True. Uh, is there a kid screaming in it? Well, uh, every other weekend, yes. All right, cool. I'll go on the other weekend. Yeah, that's when you should come. Good. <laughs> got a, it's got a hot tub and everything. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I got a pool and a hot tub, and got a nice grill, and got lots of beers. I got, yeah, I got like Dune level beer storage. Yeah. Good. I got a lot of. I have so much beer and wine here, and so much liquor. You know, you would. My be, grill is at Fred's. It's upsetting. You would be proud. You'd be. You'd be like, "Wow, did you just buy this for me?" And I'd be like, "No, this is what I normally have." Kevin, I, I'm I'm a 30 year old alcoholic who lives in my parents' house. You don't need to seek my approval. <laughs> but you would be. You would. You would be I don't need pretty, to be proud. You would be impressed. It's good. It's cool. I've been impressed by things before. You have. I've seen butts. Yeah, <laughs> you have. <laughs> Besides, when I was at your house, uh, yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you, man. It'll be great to to uh, come by for you know during my San Diego Comic Con bullshit. Yeah. Um. Oh, the other show. Speaking of uh, Bourdain shit, Dead Set on Life is so good on the third season now. Maddie Matheson. Tell me about it. It's a big fat tattooed chef guy from uh, Toronto. And uh, he just—it's a vice show. He just travels around and and stands far away from the camera and yells, and then goes and sees <laughs> oh. cool shit. Is it I about food or what is it about? Yeah, it's mostly about food and oh, okay. seeing places. It's like it's more like earlier Bourdain because he still owns a restaurant and cooks. Oh, all right, yeah, great. Well, that's fun. It's stuff. Fantastic. Hey, so uh, so yeah, so, so Mike and I started yeah. do, started doing this other show that I think that you would be great at. Uh, joining us for we 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 do this okay. t- uh, time lords it's like this almanac show where we're like hey we we're gonna do this year and we talk all about you know the geek pop culture for from oh, that 1998 year. baby greatest year of all time well let's do 1998 you want it you want to come on the show like yeah, next I'll jump week on for 1998 tbn 1998 boy i got that tattoo <laughs> do you want to do you want to do a show next week 
Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm staying here and my, my folks are out of town. All right. Thursday. So I got to watch the house, which also means I'm working less. You're not going to throw like an, you're not going to throw like an eighties esque like massive house party because your parents are gone. I, I live here and I'm old. <laughs> I've lived in party houses and shit. I'm going to fucking go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to not be woken up early when they go to work. Gonna have an extra extra drink while he watches an extra show and falls asleep a half an hour later, and that's gonna be like a big thing. Yeah, you know, really it's it's interesting doing that. You say um, 1998 because I've actually had several other people request that year too. So that is, I, I don't remember exactly what happened in 98, but I had a, a uh, friend. The greatest movie of all time, a friend of the show, the dream a came out. <laughs> Shorties, Fulfill the Dream, starring Chad Muska, the greatest skate video of all time. Wow. <laughs> I'm into it. Let's do this. Um, um, what else? Apparently, so, video games in 1998 was just like, was killer. And that's what everybody's been, has been um, clamoring about the for. year before Nintendo uh, 64? That is what I'm looking up right now. Um, movies was pretty good, too. I mean, you had... Um, Saving Private Ryan, American History X, The Big Lebowski. Awful. (laughs) Horrible movies. No one likes those. No one likes those ones. I like the first half of American History X, and I got all faggy. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, he's only been back for a few minutes, and Dune has already Uh, taken it. Taken it into the dumpster. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Big Lebowski's a good movie. Saving Private Ryan's good. Uh, American History X, good. I agree. I agree on these things. Uh, uh, Juveniles, 400 degrees. I don't like fighting games. Too much fighting. <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Uh, I didn't let's have see a PlayStation. Uh, 007, blah, 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 blah. Let's see what else. Oh, wait, I played the hell out of that. Wait, that came out uh, in 1999. Okay, then I played that at Nauseam. for Speed 3. 1080 Snowboarding. Warhammer Dark Omen. Um, flipping through the list right now. Gran Turismo, X Men vs Street Fighter, uh, Banjo Kazooie, F Zero X, Star Ocean: The Second Story. I mean, I'm looking for like where are the big hitters here? Like people kept well, saying, Banjo Kazooie like, was the best the big hitter. He had I mean, a bird in his backpack. That's a big hitter in my book. <laughs> All right, they switch uh, places. Uh, let's see here. I could have sworn that Final Fantasy VII came out this year, but I could be wrong. No, you're wrong. Oh, Ocarina of Time. Anyway, uh, so we so we each game some people play. So, so we each take a uh, a fucking uh, a category, and you know, and talk about that category. So you, if you want to take you know movies or games or uh, fucking... do people listen to Time Lords? Yeah, people listen to it. Yes. Name four hundred. Um. 400 people whose names name, I don't know. Name 400. Hey, we're big in Turkey, man. So probably there. A bunch of Turkish names. Yeah, we, we got we got, we got all the Turks. We know when you get Turducken, no one fucks with Turkey no more. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm so sad, Kevin. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to come I'm going to come out to uh to your parents' house and give you the biggest hug when I get there, so That's cool. You got so that. You can get handsy. Got that to look forward to. You got that it's to look good. forward to. He gets good hugs. We'll, we'll go, go and. Uh, I know we've slept in the same bed <laughs> many a night in England. Oh, yeah. oh my! <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know what happens in England? 
mostly stays being dangling. old and getting getting sick. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Dune got all sick. Cause I drank I, through it. Yeah, he drank right through it. I uh, <laughs> we we I, I ran out of gas on the side of the freeway in England. <laughs> When he first got there, when I first picked him up from the from the fucking airport, uh, it it was like totally lucky that I found that I that uh, that I found him at the airport because like his phone didn't work once he got there. That's true. That was oh, so geez. bizarre. Oh, dude! So get this: the same thing happened when I I picked up. Uh, you remember uh, David Monteith from uh, uh, from one of the fucking British podcasts? No. Nope. Uh, the the black guy with the dreads. No. Nope. Anyway, he was at the pub two with chains. us. <laughs> yeah, two chains. Uh-huh. Uh, he was at the pub with us. Anyway, he uh, I picked him up from the uh, from the airport here uh, last month, and uh, and Black the guy sa- in DC. Yeah, huh. yeah, he came out to uh, for some shit. Um. Anyway, so I, I picked, and the same thing happened where his phone didn't work, and I just luckily ended up where he was. It's cool, Kevin. That's well, it's because you work for the government, man. You know, that's a story. Things. Yeah, like you have trackers and stuff on people. Yeah, dude, do you have a um, a, a, so a Playmobil we... barn behind you? Me? Yes, oh, I do. Look at that! I got shit. bar stools and a dog step and a dog down below it. It's got a tractor and everything. See, dude, that's like old yeah. school and shit. Yeah, man. That's how we roll around here? Yeah, um, but I think. I think we are ready to wrap this episode up. But yeah, the great thing Kevin. about wrapping this episode up yeah. is that we have a teaser for our, our next episode. Because yeah, joining do. us next episode of Time Lords 1998, we have the wonderful and fabulous uh, Dune. And he is known for reading Goosebumps. Dune, why don't you tell a little bit about your YouTube channel so the folks can tune into your awesome shenanigans. Uh, I don't post on there anymore. <laughs> But <laughs> no, I'm going to eventually. I'll set up the green screen in here. It's weird doing shit with like. It's weird fucking living in my parents in general. I've just been depressed. I've been playing a lot of Zelda. <laughs> uh, there's there's youtube.com slash how's that famous. There's a bunch of fucking videos if you want to see me vape blood. It's on there. He's got a I think lot of make, funny fucking. I think videos. the makeover one was maybe the best. But that was the last day. Bef- that that I went and filmed that, and then the next day Connie broke up with me. And then I had to move out of my life. So that was like the last thing I ever shot. Wow. Yeah, I saw yeah. Connie today. So if you won't... Yeah, how did that go? Good. She's just, you know, she's depressed. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Everyone's bummed out. Um, I don't know what I do. I, I, I uh, you know, that's going on. Um, uh, yeah, Dean reads Goosebumps. All 62 original Goosebumps are up now. Uh alcohol i consume that but not as much anymore take days off it's sad um uh just just vaping just living that trill ass vape life (laughs) thinking about getting to fidget spinning just for the ladies maybe get a fedora you know i we actually had to go buy a replacement fidget spinner today so i have a yeah i i I, I know what happened to your fidget spinner well it wasn't my it's not my fidget spinner. It's my son's. Um, who uh, son is autistic? My dad is so a it son. Actually does Total help disappointment. <laughs> but, but he lost. He he lost the his first one. We couldn't find it, and we go out and buy him a replacement one. And I swear to God, twenty minutes after we buy him the replacement one, we lose the replacement one too. Oh, God and damn. Well, luckily, there's so fucking. We need a leak on that kid. 
there's they're, they're they're everywhere now. You can go into well, just some fucking bodega yeah. and pick one up. Yeah. Uh, What's I'm even funnier though is we don't have bodegas because we don't have Puerto Ricans. Well, all Mexicans right. <laughs> okay, you can go into a fucking convenience store and pick one up. A Seven Eleven, a Seven Eleven will have them. Yes, but we coincidentally found both of them today. We bought the replacement because we couldn't find the original, and then when we lost the replacement, we looked under the couch and miraculously the original appeared. And then we also found the replacement too. So now we have two of them. So he can apparently dual wield them like lightsabers. I don't know. It's, all right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. You guys can see it, but Dune just did the dual wheeling thing, so Yeah. Alright, well so impressive. thank you thank you listeners for, for joining us for uh uh season seventeen, episode sixteen, dual wielding fidget spinners. Um <laughs> nice title. Okay, well done. And uh you know, join us next week uh as we do uh Time Lards uh nineteen ninety eight with Dune Murderous and also join us uh tomorrow we will be recording or sorry tomorrow i will be recording at uh at what's it called uh awesome con dc and mike I will i don't think it should be awesome con it's it's it's, it's wait tim they... and eric already had an awesome con i went to it like three times they did they yeah yeah they don't deserve awesome con it should be like dc washington dc's average con because they're oh my less than awesome Wow. That's the end of the show. Right after the shooting, you're going to say that. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Just heartless. That's me, you know? Right after the shooting. The shooting of our our great Republican... uh, I know. That's what I'm saying, Kevin. Was it a senator or a congressman? Uh, I don't don't read the small print, Kevin. I'm I'm sad when anyone gets shot. Well, that's true. Not in, like, Detroit and Chicago, but, like, you know... Some places, <laughs> or the third world. Yeah, you're, you're you're more interested in when the white people get shot. Is that what you're telling? Oh, me? that's that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that's why I was so against the Civil War, <laughs> you know? the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I missed you, Dune. It's, it's 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 not anybody who can who can uh, elicit this kind of uh, awkwardness. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he yeah. has set a new record. Yeah, he, he has set a new, new record for most most uh, most fans insulted in a matter of fifteen minutes. So well done, Dan. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're going to be doing um, we're going to be doing a couple of shows there, at least a couple, and uh, and more more stuff to come. Uh, like I said, John St. John, uh, two weeks from today. Groovy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for Dune. And Mike, and for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Legalize it, bitches. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less an X-Men TV show. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, a season of The Flash without a speedster villain, writing sarcasm, and everything brick pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast copyright Comics Online 2017. Building to going 
off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.